Welcome to the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. Hi, this is Ken Blanchard. We need a new leadership model in business today, one that values both people and results, where leaders see their role as serving instead of being served. In this podcast, my friend and colleague, Chad Gordon, interviews experts who help us explore different aspects of leadership. I know you'll be encouraged and inspired by what you hear and you'll walk away with ideas and insights that will help you be the type of leaders others want to follow. Ready to get started? I'll be back at the end of the interview where I'll share what I've learned and how I'll be putting it into action. Now enjoy this installment of the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. Eileen Hahn, welcome to the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Chad. I am so happy to be here with you and talk about this topic, particularly because Ken Blanchard is such a role model for in this area, right? And then he just really has a lot of heart and passion around what he does. And he really just shows up doing what he was born to do. So, so happy to be here with you. Yeah, I, I, you know, Ken says he wants he wants his legacy to be legacy to be around servant leadership and serving others. And and what I like about what your book, the job you were born for, seven steps to align your work with your life mission. It, it is about finding that passion. What drove you to kind of dig deep into this topic? Well, I've been a leadership management consultant for twenty five years. And as I've done my work, I've found people in all different organizations at all different levels that really kind of enjoy what they do, but also are are like the superstars, right? So the people that were the high performers that kind of were were getting the results, um, that were kind of showing up as themselves and loving what they do, you know, they were thriving. And I also met a lot of people over the years that really didn't enjoy what they did and that were just kind of unhappy or unsuccessful or kind of really trying to make things work. And so I noticed and observed, you know, not you know, everyone has this opportunity to be in a job where they can show up as a natural self, right, and be successful. And so what, what are the elements and how can we help um, people and organizations do more of that? And so I helped actually companies create selection systems to hire exceptional people, people that have this alignment. And then I said, I want to help the individual too, so that they can find a job because they have choices and opportunities to do that so that they can really, you know, live and work and joy. So it's, it's such an interesting, interesting time right now. There's so much career mobility. A lot of people are looking elsewhere. A lot of people are, are uh, a lot of organizations are doing they can to, to keep their best people you know, your, yours is your, this, this, this book, this research is really around just, you know, finding, finding what fits perfectly for you. I'm going to pose kind of a tough question to start. Then we dig into the book, but what if you, what if you really feel like where you are right now and what you're doing um, isn't, isn't energizing and making you passionate? Can you, can you fix that there? Is, do you have to look elsewhere? No, you, you can, you can fix it there for sure. It's really a matter of getting in touch with really what it is in you that you want to do that you're particularly good at that you can kind of bring out right and apply and feels purposeful and meaningful to you so many times people are actually at a company and they're doing something could be you're doing it for you know a couple of years or a while and then all of a sudden it kind of feels stale or you're not excited about it anymore and there's other opportunities there where you can apply these same skills that you have in a different role or a different environment, right? It could be a different department, could be a different division, it could be you know, a different uh, responsibility area. 
I mean, people go from job to job, right? So you could, you could be, um, you know, start out in marketing and then go into sales or then go into finance or then go into other roles, right? So you can absolutely do it within your company. And I know companies today want to keep their good people, right? So that's part of your question around that. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting with, with your work, how many, how often do you have to kind of start with the foundation where, where you know, where people don't really have their their mission kind of defined and what they what they really want to accomplish is that that a hindrance in some cases for why people are not happy they don't really they haven't really figured out exactly where they're going yes it is and i think you know most people don't show up and say i have a clear mission and purpose for what i want to do in my life and in my job they don't and so the first step in this process is really kind of getting to know yourself and to really look at what you know, what are your natural talents and skills that you came that you came to this planet with, that you showed up with, that you enjoy doing in what type of environments, right? And what feels meaningful and purposeful to you? So, you know, for some people, it's helping and assisting others. For somebody else, it's discovering something, right? Or solving a problem uh, or analyzing data or coming up with a new discovery, right? We all have different particular interests and in, in things that really kind of excite us and energize us. I mean, it's fascinating that some people love to walk into a hospital, right, and, and perform surgery, and others enjoy, you know, accounting and spreadsheets. And then people like you and I, we like getting up in front of groups of people, right, and talking and training, yeah. which other people find terrifying, right? It is, and it's it's so interesting to me um, that it's it's that whole thing. If if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I think that's really the mission of what you're trying to accomplish, right? Yes, yes. And, and really, it's not just like love what you do, but it's find the meaning and purpose. And so today's modern employees, they're, they're not just like, I want a job that's fun and nice. They want something that's meaningful and purposeful. They want, they want to kind of like bring their whole self into work. That like work isn't compartmentalized like a means to an end. Work is part of who I am and, and why I'm here and what my mission is. So it's really bridging right? Your work with your life mission. It's, it's coming up as your whole self, making your contribution, not just, you know, volunteering or in your community or in your church or whatever your separate organization is. It's like, but it's in the work as well. And you can do that. And that's, that's something that now employers are beginning to understand. They're saying, hey, I'm not just implying, you know, um, hiring someone that can do the job, right? Or someone that can do the job and fits into my culture, but someone that finds meaning and passion in our particular mission or vision or work. And when you find that employee that has that, you know, the skills and the interest and the passion and, and, and this fulfillment from that job, they stay. I mean, I have companies and clients right now that have like 90% retention during this great resignation, right? And, and, and people that organizations that, you know, they have such high employee morale and retention because people are loving what they do and they are feeling purposeful and it, it's amazing i mean you know people at all levels and all types of jobs feel that purpose and energy for them because that's that's who they are you share in the book and i love how it's written i think this is a really i i i, I whenever i say this to, to certain authors i hope it's not it's it, it's comes off the right way it's an easy read it, it really kind of tapes you takes you step by step um to what you're trying to help them accomplish, what I would imagine you would do if you're hands-on coaching them. But let's 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 start talking about those seven steps. But 
we obviously want our listeners to be able to walk away, kind of mechanize some of the ideas. How would somebody get started if they wanted to just find more purpose in what they do and really find a way to align it to what they're what they're committing to eight hours a day in their job? Right. So what's what's wonderful is that there is it, it is an easy read and there is a simple step-by-step roadmap to help you find that. And it really starts with you know, examining your beliefs of what do you think it's possible? Do you think it's just a few lucky people that get to do it, do what they enjoy and find purposeful? Or do you think it's possible for everyone? Then it's like, okay, I, I, I'm open to it. I believe it's possible. Then I look at myself. And there's this wonderful exercise in the book, which talks about how you're really looking at what, you know, who are you? And people tell me, gosh, I never took the time to really sit down and look at myself and look at what my, my natural strengths and skills are that I enjoy. And my interests, I never sat down and did this. I just went right into a job because I had to get one or because I was told this is a good career field or as it makes a good salary. And so this exercise of really taking some time to, to identify what those things are, your natural, which, which you enjoy, what you're naturally good at, which, which um, interests you, what attracts you, and then look at what this next step, which is really listen to what's calling you. What do you want to do? What are those like ideas that you've had or thoughts you've had that maybe someday I'll do this, or that might be interesting to do, or it might be fun to work here or in this environment, you know, put those down on paper. And then you see how what your natural skills and talents and abilities and interests that are kind of drawing you in leads you to this next step, which is kind of like, what's calling you? Oh, now I think I might want to do this. Right. And then you have this opportunity of how do I find that? Right. And so the next step is to explore the infinite possibilities in which you have 22 job search strategies. That's a lot, right? 22. Yeah. And people yeah. say, Eileen, do I have to do all 22? I say, absolutely not. Because again, for you, you're going to read through that list and you're going to say, wow, these are the certain ones that resonate with me. Again, there's an inner body awareness. There's like your intuition that's guiding you. And that's what's so unique about this book, because we're talking about an intuition and, and kind of like this inner guide process to help you get to this place, right? So you're, you're then, you know, you utilizing, you know, the job search strategies that really resonate with you that to help you get there. And then you have a supportive, you know, step five earth angels, right? You know, who are they, right? There are people in the world, right? Like you and I that want to help and support others that want to, to mentor, provide opportunities or make connections. And, and they're available to us. And some of them are just friends, families, and mentors, colleagues. Some of them are employment agencies or, or search firms or other kinds of things, right? And then the last key element is, and this has changed dramatically over the last five years, which is when you show up and you have that opportunity now in front of you and you're in an interview or you're in a meeting, however, that, that with, maybe it's a meeting with your boss that you currently work with because you want to talk to your boss about this area you want to explore or go into or where you feel like you can make a contribution. This is where you want to show up as your genuine, authentic self. You don't want to, you know, the old days was you put on the interview face and the interview suit and the armor, right? And you're prepared with questions and answers. Remember those days? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it, 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 takes you through this journey of kind of introspection of, of really understanding and trying to kind of dial in to where it helps you figure out where you want to be. It helps you figure out kind of the things that you want to do. What did you find was, you know, in all the people you've coached and the research, where were the roadblocks coming in, in this process? Um, and, and how do you overcome those? 
Yeah. So roadblocks are, this is important because people, it, it's not always easy, right? You know, when people talk about do what you love and you have a working day in your life or, you know, it's, it's, there's challenges, there's roadblocks, there's resistance, right? It's, it, it's hard, right? You're going to, you're going to have situations where it's like, so it's going to feel uncomfortable, right? But you're going to have this inner knowing and sense to move forward. And you're also going to have times where you feel like you did show up and do your best, right? And it was something that was aligned and purposeful and you didn't get that job, right? Or you didn't get that opportunity, but then there's kind of like this knowing that, that there's something else there that's going to be there for you. Okay. And so it's a trust. It's a trust in your essence, in your inner self, that you're going to connect and get to that place. And, and with that is an energy that fuels you to go forward. And so just when you see things that come up, I mean, expect there to be challenges, obstacles, right? Things along the way. I had a, a um, client who was talking about how, you know, they were trying to decide between these two jobs, one that was kind of in, in, in a more familiar town and city to them and one that was far and away in a kind of a scary, unfamiliar city. And they're like, I'm trying to decide between which job I have to take, Eileen, which one do we do? And I always encourage people to kind of check in, right, to themselves, right? to their inner body awareness and what that feels like. And they had a lot of resistance to moving to, you know, Los Angeles or Chicago or New York, wherever that was, because it was, you know, a new city and it was kind of scary to them and they knew nobody, but yet, so they had the fear, but they also had this sense inside of them. Like, but I feel like I'm meant to be there. I feel like I can contribute to this organization. I feel aligned with what they're doing and their mission and purpose. So there's fear and challenge and scariness, right? And yet there's also the connection piece. They could have taken the job in, in, in someplace, you know, closer to home where they knew people and they had connections and it was familiar, but they didn't. And now it's so fun to talk to this woman. She's thriving and loving where she is and what she's doing. There's so many people that you know, that I know, that our listeners know, maybe some of our listeners that are not where they want to be, not super duper happy about things. One of the things that you wrote in the book that really resonated with me is, is we're on this earth for a reason. And so your whole goal here is to help people find it. Absolutely. And you can, and this will help you. And I know it's hard and scary. And most people say, I have no idea what I'm really supposed to do. Some people say, I don't even know what I like. I don't. And, and part of it may be because they had so many people, you know, voices in their head, tell them what and how to do things. They haven't taken the time to really look at themselves, right. To get to know themselves and, and to see what they are about and what they want. And also we get so busy with work and other things that we don't allow the time and silence to listen. And, and when messages come, ideas pop into people's heads, they don't stop and say, hmm, hmm maybe I should act on that. You know, I, I was just in, you know, um, a dental hygienist's office and the woman says, and, and this is, and she's actually in the book because she loves what she does. I, I, I think this is great. Right. And so I'm like, you come in, you hear teeth cracking, you have you hear all these different things, drills going all day long, you know, and she loves being a dental hygienist. She's been one for like 15 years. And she said, you know, just lately, Eileen, I've been thinking about wanting to write a children's book around around, you know, healthy teeth and brushing your teeth and how to take good dental care. And I think it would be good for my dental hygienist, right? And she's like, I have no idea how to get there. But I've had this thought around it for about a couple of years. And I said, guess what? I just wrote a book. I can connect you with people about writing and publishing. You can make this happen. And it was like, whoa. So sometimes you have that little thought and inclination, but haven't taken the time, right? Or haven't made the connection yet that it's even possible. 
you know, I, I, this has come up in, in a couple of recent podcasts for the long time listeners will, will pick up on this, but I've got a lot of regrets about in some ways, how I carried myself over COVID, you know, I'm no better at the guitar, right. You know, I didn't go to the gym twice a day for, you know, like a couple of weeks, you know, really to get dialed in. You know, I, 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 you know, we had this opportunity because I imagine when people think about their careers, a lot of people go, oh, I would take the time to really do, you know, do an inventory or really focus on maybe getting that book done. If I had more time, we all had a lot of time, you know, over those, you know, over, especially over 2020, how do you overcome? So knowing that time was available for a lot of people to do some of these things where they have some passion around, how do you help people? I don't want to say motivate them because it's really self-motivation. You've got to, I've got to do it on your own, but how do you get people to, um, to get off the couch and do some of these things. Cause I think that, that, you know, everybody has great ideas like writing the book or, you know, learning, learning the guitar or something like that, but there's something that's holding them back. You know, what have you found that, 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 that can help people kind of, kind of move forward? Well, um, taking the time, it's, it's kind of like making this decision that it's possible. I think what holds them back is the belief that they can't, that it's too late. It's too late to, to be a good guitarist. It's too late to, to change jobs. You know, some people think when they're, you know, 38, it's too late. I've been doing this for so many years, right? And so first you have to believe that you can make a change, even in your 40s or 50s or 60s or whatever. At any time in your life, you can make this change. And, and that's number one. Number two, it's, you know, taking the space and time for yourself, making yourself a priority, right? And knowing that, you know, it's, it's funny there's a quote that says, you know, if you were here by Rumi, if you're here to do one thing, you have one purpose on this planet, and it doesn't matter all the other things that you do, except this one thing. But at the end of the day, if you don't do that one, at the end of your life, if you don't do that one thing, right, that's the only thing you're put here to do, and you didn't accomplish it. So think of it like that. It's like, you're here, there's something for you to do. There's an experience for you to have, something for you to bring into this world, and you want to do that one thing. Well, how do I find that one thing? Well, I take the moment and, and, the, and the time for myself on that one thing, because that's the most important thing. Well, how do I find it? Well, here's a roadmap for you. It's going to take you through step by step. There's support. There's resources for you available to help you get there. And to me, that like, I don't want to live my life and not do the one thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there's more than one thing we all have to do on this planet. But, you know, I don't want to busy myself with all these other things and not do that. We have so many listeners that that come to us because they want to better themselves. They want to see the latest research that's out, out there. They want to hear about um, grand ideas like yours. And, and you also have leaders out there that want to help their teams and want to help the people that they're trying to develop thrive. And so when I looked at this as well, I mean, if you have a really good nurturing environment on a, on a, on a team that you lead, how great would it be? to kind of fuel people to find some passion around the things that they're doing, because then they could look at it. The, 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 the group could be more innovative. The, the group could, could bring ideas to the table. They could, they could, they could uh, um, take on new tasks that they didn't actually realize that. So if, if you were a leader of people and you wanted to kind of nurture this thought of, of find some, find new passion in your job, how, how would you go about that as a leader to kind of nurture this? 
Well, some of the leaders I work with, it's really interesting, have taken this book and are actually reading it with their team. And they're really finding a lot of energy and excitement around that because it's, it's giving everyone a chance to say, you know what I feel like I'm, I'm naturally good at and particularly enjoy, it's this. And then people are like, yeah, and you're really great at it and you do it so well and it's, it's natural. And you know what? It feels meaningful and purpose, purposeful to me because then I feel like I'm contributing to whether it be our mission or making people's lives better or to discovering the research. And so they're talking about just what's already there, right? They're all, what, what they're naturally good at and enjoy, how the environment enlivens them and how it feels purposeful. And so instead of this book being about like, oh, go find a job elsewhere, it's about let's celebrate what we do. And then it's like, oh yeah, so-and-so, you're really good at that. Let's get you doing more of that. How, how can you apply that here? And so it's like this beautiful like love fest of energy of people about doing that. So definitely as leaders, you can do that with your team. Talk about that because then they'll feel like, yeah, I'm in the right place. I'm doing the right thing. It it positively reinforces where they're at. And it also opens and sparks new opportunities for, for your team. The second thing I'd love to say to our leaders is, you know, if any of you are in a higher end situation, when you interview someone, if you look for these few key things you will hire someone that will stay and love what they do and do what they're born to do. And I'm sure as leaders, you've met people like this along the way. You may be one of those people in a job, loving it every day, excited to get up in the morning, right? And so when you interview, ask your interviewee these questions. First of all, what about this job do you think you're particularly good at and comes natural to you? You know, what about this environment or, or company and culture makes you feel comfortable at home? Like, what is it that do you like about this environment or company? Okay. And then what is it about this particular job and position that feels kind of meaningful or purposeful to you or is aligned with your, you know, your life mission? And I've asked those questions, you know, hundreds of times in interviews. And sometimes people just go, I don't know. Okay, because they they haven't thought about this. They're just trying to take a job as a means to an end. And sometimes a person lights up and tells you with excitement and enthusiasm all of those answers because they've already connected with it. And when you hire someone that has that, then you and your, your, your team flourish. Yeah. So, Eileen, as we begin to kind of wrap up this conversation, I always like to ask this one question, you know, what is the one thing that you'd like our listeners to take away from our conversation today? I'd like them to know that they can wake up in the morning excited about going to work, doing something that they enjoy. They can show up and be themselves, right? And and that they can, you know, make a positive contribution and feel meaningful and energized. And it's possible I want them to know it, they can do it, and that there's a roadmap and support available to them to do it. Perfect. So if you wanted to have people, if people rather wanted to uh, dig a little bit deep in, deeper into Eileen Hahn, where would you send them? Um, I'd have them go to my website, EileenBHahn.com. Or they can go if they want to check out the book, specifically TheJobYouWereBornFor.com. Wonderful. Eileen, thank you so much for sharing some insights, your expertise and your passion, incredible passion here um, on the Leader Chat podcast. So happy I came. Thank you so much, Chad. And thank you for joining us for today's podcast. If you enjoyed this interview and like to learn more and also help us grow the audience, please subscribe to the Leader Chat podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, 
or Google Play or wherever you're listening, and please share this with your friends. The best way you can help us grow, though, is feedback. As Ken Blanchard says, feedback is the breakfast of champions. So please write us a review if you haven't already. And by the way, this podcast is sponsored by the Ken Blanchard Companies. If you'd like to learn more, there's even a lot of free resources to better yourself and your organization. Go to KenBlanchard.com. You'll find all kinds of free tools and materials to help you and others grow. Thanks again to our guests for joining us today. For now, I have the pleasure of turning it over to Ken Blanchard for his thoughts on what we discussed. Here it is, your final minute with Ken Blanchard. Chad, what a joy it was to hear your interview of Eileen Hahn on her book, The Job You Were Born For. And I want to tell you, I think... Eileen, the work you're doing is unbelievable. I think everybody ought to listen to this interview uh, with Chad and to get your book. I love the subtitle, Seven Steps to Align Your Work with Your Life Mission. And so what you're really getting at, and this is exciting, is people ask me, you know, I'm 83 now. Why are you still working? The reason I'm working is I'm doing what I love. I like to do three things. I love to share and speak to groups of people. Secondly, I love to write, you know. And third, I really like uh, to have fun and, and do what I enjoy. And uh, so it's just very, very special uh, to, to be alive and to be able to um, help people and all because that's where it is, you know. And, like, I don't want to lead people. I don't want to tell them what to do. I don't want to develop strategy. I want to inspire people. I want to, you know, and what do you want to do? Find out what you want to do and then see how in your present job you can kind of uh, organize it so it's playing to your strength. Or if it isn't, talk to your boss. Is there another uh, role in the company that might be consistent with, with you? You know, you don't always have to leave to get what you want. So I want to tell you, this is such powerful stuff. Uh, and I think Eileen's uh, a book and the concept she's sharing should be shared with everybody. Share it with your team. Share it with your family. I tell you, it's really positive, great. Find out who you are and what you love to do and then get a chance to do it. And life will be a very, very special occasion. Thanks, Eileen. Thanks, Chad. You're the best.